You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, want to give a big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and around the world to the service men and women out there listening on the American Forces Radio Network, helping them uh, win their leagues and win that cash. On a Thursday, I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on a ones and two. So hot that we sweat theme and we got a good show for you tonight okay as always I'm going to give you my starting lineup I got a nice mid-level play here tonight if you want to try to beat Chris Sale who was the stud up in DFS lineups I'm also going to give you some uh, season long diamonds in the rough we haven't done that in a little while I got some guys under 50% owned that you should definitely take a look at also as I was kind of first to report early in the week it was going to be made official we're going to talk more about how to make some money on this Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight the lines have been moving dramatically already as you know here we put the fun and functional sports radio here in the cypher we're going to talk a couple things like I've been talking about gender fluidity in sports recently also what's going on in the Seahawks locker room we have some interesting audio on that we'll also have a poll question as usual and if you want to holler at me at all this hour you can do that at 844-843-6879 of course you can get us on Twitter as well. Catch us at FNTSY Radio. You can always catch me, follow me, ask me questions at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter as well. The poll question we have up, we're going to get into it a little bit later because I heard some interesting quotes out of Jacksonville about Blake Bortles' Bortles service. Tell us what you think about the Jags' chances this year with and without Blake Bortles potentially as their quarterback. Go on Twitter, follow me at Spittin' Speeds, ask that question. When we come back, like I said, I'm going to set you up for DFS baseball tonight, season-long baseball recently, and then you know we are going to get into that Floyd Connor because the lines are moving and we got to get into it with my man Donnie Burns, the love doctor. You know what it is. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. After the break, come around. You know what it is. Dropping stats over beats. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on a Thursday. We are live here at Rock and Riley's Studio 34. The weather has been absolutely beautiful here in New York. It's a little cooler than it was when I felt like I needed to sweat and take four showers a day. It's real nice. We got some people out there on the roof deck patio enjoying their happy hour. But right now, if you're listening live on one of our sports byline affiliates out in the Pacific time zone maybe you know you're stuck on the 405 or you know just getting into happy hour yourself hopefully your boy speeds the spitting statistician can uh you know 
ease you on into a Friday, a summertime on Friday, with uh, you know some tips to help you win some cash and be ready for the weekend. Let's start going around uh, news and notes from Major League Baseball as we get into our starting lineup. Uh, Michael Brantley, the outfielder for the Cleveland Indians, who actually had a great game against Clayton Kershaw earlier this week. He is going to be out missing some time for the birth of his child. We say congratulations to the Brantley family, as well as uh, his wife, Melissa, hoping that, uh, you know, mommy and baby are happy and healthy. We got the Red Sox starting pitcher, Brian Johnson. He's going to go on to the DL. Red Sox putting him on the DL with a left shoulder injury. He left his start earlier this week in the third inning and has gone directly to the DL. Make note of that. Matt Shoemaker also yesterday left his start against the Yankees in the fourth inning. He's listed as day-to-day. Make sure you check that in your lineups as well. Donnie Burns giving us those beats. That's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Dropping stats over beats so you can win your leagues and win that cash. Also, Matt Harvey, as the Mets saga continues, Matt Harvey is going to go see a doctor after his start last night, what they're calling arm fatigue. I'm saying this is a big-time red flag. Remember, this is a guy coming off of Tommy John surgery who just had that thoracic injury, and there were all sorts of uh, question marks going into his stamina, going into this season, so we shall see. Also, um... I'd be remiss if I did not mention, especially to our folks maybe listening on the American Forces Radio Network, that baseball game between the Republicans and the Democrats is going on as scheduled tonight from Nationals Park in D.C. Hopefully this could be the uh, beginning of uh, people really toning down their rhetoric and working together. A great embodiment of that tonight at Nationals Field. Republicans versus Democrats. All right. Last night, I got to admit to you guys, last night I told you the way to go is Corey Kluber, who was the chalk and was the most expensive at 10200 on FanDuel. He delivered, gave you seven innings of quality work and struck out 10, giving you that quality start. So probably you did pay up and did okay. I, I, I apologize to you. We hold each other accountable here on the Fantasy Freestyle. And I did not. The guys I got you last night to try to beat, Kluber did not go well. I told you about Dylan Bundy. That didn't go that well. He only went five. He did get you a win, though, against the White Sox, but he did give up four runs. That's not what you were looking for if you went with Dylan Bundy. Michael Pineda also was just kind of eh after having quality starts in six of his last seven outings. He uh, gave up five runs. That was not the best thing. Also, I told you about Mike Leak, but he did not do it either. So hopefully I'm going to do a little bit better tonight. Remember, the chalk tonight is Chris Sale against the Phillies at 11,000. 500 going against Nick Pavetta. No, not the NBA ref Nick Bavetta, but Nick Pavetta for the Phillies, who's got a 5.5 ERA. You got to think Sale. And you got to think, if you stack some of those Red Sox, that could be an interesting matchup for you tonight. Listen, if you want to try and beat it, though, I have two bargain basement guys that could be good. Because, listen, Sale hasn't been, uh, you know, as strong and is at the beginning of the season. Here's two guys for you. How about Jordan Montgomery at 7,500 on FanDuel? The Yankees have been hot. This guy is pitching at Oakland tonight. A great park change, you know, going from Yankee Stadium to Oakland. And also, Montgomery has been getting better in each of his last few starts. Went all the way up to seven innings pitched as they stretch him out and struck out eight in his last start against Oakland. I think you can get Jordan Montgomery with a reasonable facsimile of the performance of Sale potentially tonight. Also, Jeff Hoffman is going for only 6,600. He's actually been good, but I don't know if you could stomach an outing happening at Coors Field. If so, the upside for strikeouts is there and, uh, you know, 
the Giants do not score runs, lowest run total in the National League. Those are two guys, but hey, if you win cash games, want to go up for Chris Sale, I completely understand. What I want to do also here on the Fantasy Freestyle, because I feel bad about giving you people that maybe did not help you win cash last night. So what I want to also do is look at our season-long folks out there. If you're playing season-long fantasy, you might need some people. I found some diamonds in the rough for you. These are people that are owned in less than 50, and in most cases, less than a third of uh, standard leagues out there. Some people that have been killing it in the last month that may still be on your waiver wire. So, you know, that's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I want, you know, I want to put you on to some of these people so that you could, uh, you know, start to move up in the standings. First of all, check out Cameron Mabrin. Cameron Mabin, who's basically in for Mike Trout, in the last month has a 1.112 OPS. And the thing is, this guy is a speedster, and their steals are scarce right now. He's had 11 stolen bases over the last month, 20 on the season. But the thing is, over the last couple of weeks, Cameron Mabin is hitting 412. And I think this is sustainable. His BABIP is 312, which is a little higher than league average. But that's what happens when you have these speedsters. Their BABIP is naturally higher. I really, really like Cameron Mabin recently. And he is only owned in 43% of leagues, especially if you need steals or runs scored. Go out and get Cameron Mabin. Another guy I want to tell you about. This is a guy I've been on for a wild Lomo of the Tampa Bay Rays. Logan Morrison is still only 40% owned. Can I tell you something? I don't think you would know this. Logan Morrison is tied for second in the majors with 19 home runs on the season. He's tied with Ryan Zimmerman. He's tied with Joey Votto with 19 homers already on the season. Only Aaron Judge with 22 has more. How can the person who is second in the league in home runs only be 40% owned? Well, that is the situation right now. I recommend if you're out at happy hour or maybe if you're listening here at Rock and Riley's on the rooftop patio, he's only 40% owned. If you are in a group of five, I got this math for you. Three of you right now can pick up the person in second place in home runs in major leagues. That's Logan Morrison. Give him a look. Also, I've been telling you for weeks, ever since Freddie Freeman went down, that I thought Matt Adams would be a strong play. I have been saying it for a while. I say he profiles great in that new SunTrust Park where the power alley to right center has been benefiting everybody, including Matt Adams. Over the last month, Matt Adams is the 40th overall rated hitter. Okay. Oh, no, the 40th overall rated player. And I've been talking to him, to you guys about him for a while. His 929 OPS. This guy has hit eight homers, knocked in 21 runs in the last month, and is only 22% owned. You can go out and check to see right now if Matt Adams could augment your offense. I'll give you one on the pitching side as well. Jaime Garcia. Jaime Garcia right now is only 31% owned, and I'm going to tell you, I'm saying this specifically, if you are in a league, especially if instead of wins, if it's quality starts, this guy has five straight quality starts, but you would never know it if you're only looking at wins, because he lost in those, he lost 2-1, and he lost 3-1 in those, in those outings, okay? In the last month, though... 2.16 ERA, 1.06 whip. This guy has struck out 32 in his last 40 innings. Okay, and I did a little bit checking of the schedule. His next two outings are at home against the Marlins and the Giants. Those are not necessarily teams with offenses that scare you. So those are some guys that I think you should check out in season-long leagues to help you win your leagues and ultimately win that cash. But, you know, 
don't just listen to Speeds the Spitting Statistician. There's more that you could do. For example, go to the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package because it's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. If you stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, our trend analysis, and player insights, you could become a waiver wizard. You could learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, we'll get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, and that's powered by InsideInjuries.com. Listen, get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now, and you will start soaring to the top of the standings. Also, if you enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout, you will get a special discount. That's what we're here for, okay? Here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we give you what you need, whether... It's Scott Angle. It could be the Accuracy King, uh, Jake Seeley. It could be my guy, Greg Sussman. It could be yo Frank Stanfield writing articles, okay? You will get what you need and help you out. That's what we do here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But when we come back, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a little bit of news and notes around football as mini camps are going on. Also, I'm going to tell you what you need to do to win some money on this Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor uh, fight. That's what we do here, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. Speeds the spitting statistician on the Fantasy Freestyle. Coming right back. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy Donnie Burns on the ones and twos, blowing up like a Samsung 7 over here, bringing you that daylight as we come back. Ooh, 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 ooh. We dropping stats over beats here on a Thursday. Here in uh, Studio 34, Rock and Riley's making it happen. Let's get into the cipher with some news and notes around the NFL as minicamps are, in fact, going on. First of all, Eric Decker, former wideout of the New York Jets, he has left Tennessee and still does not have a deal. There are reports on Roto World today that uh, you need to keep an eye potentially on the Cleveland Browns as a team that may be interested in Eric Decker's services. I'm sure that'll be a kind of like a last-ditch option for Eric Decker. Also, uh, up in Buffalo, Sammy Watkins participated in most of his reps. Remember, I have been saying for a while that I am worried with him as an injury risk, but it's good that he is participating in most of practice. Listen... I'm scared for a number of reasons. Not only his health, but the Bills are probably scared of his health. They have declined his fifth-year option. I know my boy that's on the Fantasy Black Book on Tuesdays and Fridays, my man Matty Modica, loves Sammy Watkins this year. But truth be told, he's also a Bills fan, so he may have that bias, that prejudice. I don't know. Also, like I said, man, we got that greatest shape of his life going on right now. We're hearing rookie running back Joe Mixon for the Bengals is a quote-unquote beast. We also hear out there on the West Coast that with the – uh Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Amari Cooper, they're describing that the dog is coming out of him. We expect big things out of both of these players moving forward. Also want to give you a note. Marcus Mariota is, in fact, working at OTAs. Remember, he's coming back from a broken leg. He was saying today at session that um, the mental part is really the biggest hurdle, that he, the physically it's fine. It's just about being able to kind of trust it. And also, my last note, I uh, put this on my Twitter timeline. Remember, you could always ask me any questions or follow me at Spittin' Speeds is the way to go if you want to find me and all that good stuff on Twitter. Um, here's the story. 
we're talking about Bortles service. Blake Bortles on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Head coach Doug Marone was kind of joking with reporters when asked what was the um, ideal number of attempts that Blake Bortles would throw per game this year. He joked around saying zero. I don't think that's a ringing endorsement of your starting quarterback, and it got me thinking. And so it's our poll question up tonight on that at FNTSY Radio on Twitter and at Spittin' Speeds. You know, the Jaguars have done a lot to bolster their defense in the last couple of off-seasons. They also remember drafted Leonard Fournette, number four overall, between Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns. They have had other offensive weapons. The question for you is, would the Jaguars be an NFL playoff team if they got simply average quarterback play? Right now, 56% of you still say no. What I find even funnier, though, is 15% of you say they are now even with Blake Bortles. You can continue to vote on that poll. We'll check in on that a little bit later on in the show. All right. What I want to talk to you guys about right now is how you can potentially make money on this Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight. Okay, it is going to be 12 rounds of boxing. I've been saying before it would be much more fun if uh, it was like 11 rounds of back boxing and then one round of uh, UFC fighting, then I think we'd have a fair fight. But that's not the case, okay? And I've talked about it before, that Conor's the bigger man, Conor's an awkward southpaw. But here's the deal. Floyd Mayweather is the best defensive fighter this world has ever seen. The best defensive boxer in history. A lot of people don't like his style, that he runs away at times, but he's a counterpuncher. There are incredible all-time boxers, Canelo Alvarez, Oscar De La Hoya, Manny Pacquiao, who struggled to land against Floyd Mayweather. Now you think somehow Conor McGregor is going to do this? But here's the deal. The public, I don't know what it is, but this line is dramatically changing. It started with Floyd as minus 25, uh, 2,500, then it went down to minus 1,100, minus 800, all the way down to minus 650. Listen, if you want to make money, wait on this and then bet on Floyd. The money, money is coming in on Conor McGregor for some reason. But here's the thing. This fight is going to go the distance, like every other Floyd Mayweather fight. It's going to be a boring fight. You're not going to see a knockout. Conor McGregor is not going to be able to land on Floyd, and Floyd is not going to be able to knock out Conor McGregor. We are going to see a 12-round decision, and it's going to be a whitewash. I say you wait as long as you can as the price comes down on Floyd and try to get Floyd by decision if you can. Floyd by decision. That's the way all of his big-time fights will go. No one will be able to damage or hurt Floyd, including Conor McGregor. Okay, If you really think Conor can do it, I'm telling you, he's not going to win the decision, so take Conor by knockout in the first three rounds or something like that. That is not where Speeds' cash is going to go. Listen, guys. Conor McGregor has never made more than $10 million for a fight... Uh, before him, the purse and the pay-per-view money. He is going to make something like $100 million in this fight. This is not a fight to be uh, betting on. This is not. This is an exhibition. This is a business venture by Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. This is not a fight, a legitimate competitive fight. This is an exhibition match and should be treated as such. I'm excited about it, but I'm excited because this is just building Conor's brand. He's going to, after this, I doubt highly that he ever fights in UFC again. After this payday, he's going to have that money and become a promoter, just like Floyd did, just like Oscar De La Hoya, just like Bernard Hopkins. Once he has that payday, I'll be damned if you think now that he's gotten $100 million that he's going to go back in to the 
UFC and risk his life and limb for $5 million. If you remember, he's a new baby daddy. He ain't going to do that again. This is his exit payday, his big score, and then he's moving on. I'm telling you, bet Floyd by decision. All right. Let's keep it moving, though, here on the Cypher, on the Fantasy Freestyle. Here's a, here's a topic I wanted to get into a little bit yesterday. I've been alluding to it over the last couple of weeks. Remember when we talked about uh, the gender fluidity and how we had that high school wrestler who was uh, still identifying as a boy but competing against the girls and stuff like that? Well, we have another case of this. Andrea Yearwood, who is a high school freshman in Connecticut, won the girls' 100 meters and 200 meter events in the state championship a couple weeks back. She was a boy in middle school. She is transitioning. Okay, plans to, but hasn't yet taken the testosterone suppression drugs, the chemicals that you need to, you know, go through this uh, transition. But she's been allowed to compete under the Connecticut regulations as a female. And here's what's interesting. Her father has quotes here, uh, Rashawn Yearwood. She just wants, he just wants his daughter or turning to, you know, boy to girl to be happy. You know, it's not about winning and losing. This is about the health of his teenage daughter. He, he doesn't care really if it's fair or not. He just wants his daughter to do like the right and healthy things in terms of taking these drugs that she needs. Right. But here's the thing. There used to be. A limit of testosterone that someone could have in their body and be classified, quite frankly, as a female. Okay, uh, Joanna Harper is uh, consults with the IOC on this and has noted she's she is transgender. She's competing. She's transitioning now. Um, is a doctor of transgender and was a marathoner and actually says that your performance drops by ten percent after you have the use of this these drugs that kind of suppress the testosterone. It's real. It has a real impact. I mean, testosterone is the best performance enhancing drug that we have as humans and it is natural that's why there's more in men than there is in women it, it's a natural byproduct here okay but what happened is the ioc they, they changed the rules and there is now no limit okay that's why if you hear the south african runner cast semania she's able to compete without these kind of drugs to suppress the testosterone there used to be a limit it was challenged by a racer in indian named dute chand okay and so now the level of testosterone doesn't even matter Okay, um, this rule is up for review in August. To me, it's a very, very slippery slope. Like, Donnie Burns, I want to bring you in here. Like, you know when you wrestle in or box, there's weight classes, right? 154, 160, whatever the weight limits are. What they're now trying to do is draw lines not only by their weight, but by the level of testosterone, like a biological thing to be like classified as a man or a woman. I want to get your thoughts on what this means for these athletes that are, you know, going through this uh, drug treatment. But also, I, I don't know if I agree with this, Donnie. I think everybody should be able to do what they want in terms of identifying gender wise. But I don't think that levels of testosterone should, in fact, determine gender and or like class when you have weight classes in boxing. Right. You know, so that a 210 pound guy can't fight against a 160 pound guy. But we probably naturally have 160 pound dudes who have a range of testosterone. Are we like reclassifying gender based on testosterone i think it's really weird to start to have that be a formal line what do you see on this i think it's really weird and something that you know we're gonna have to confront as a society as you know transitioning and transgender becomes a bigger part of the sports landscape but they clearly have not figured it out in an adequate way yet donnie yeah i feel like they're just adding more 
loops to just jump through as right. an athletic And a lot conference. of times, and what we've seen is that these, these individuals, these athletes, want to compete against, say, the men still, or with the girls, wherever they should. They're not trying to game the system, but it's really, like, much like kind of laws on the internet, we're in brand new territory here where we don't really know how to regulate it yeah, it's just It's just making harder for everyone, including the athlete, but more so the committees that have to kind of regulate this. They, yeah. You know, they want to make it fair for everyone, but you're just adding more fuel to the fire. It's going to be harder for them as a group to make sense of all that. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely crazy. But you know what? We are going to continue talking about it here on the Fantasy Freestyle because, you know, this is just athletes' rights, you know, and no athlete should be shamed and, and should be able to perform against their peers and show their athleticism and their dominance. You know, it even happened in a... Uh, uh, under 11 soccer team where there this wasn't no transgender but there was a uh, girls team the entire girls team was banned because one of their players looked like a boy this is Millie Hernandez um, she's just a girl with short hair and you had Abby Wambach Mia Hamm tweeting support for this girl her father was upset in shock you know this one was just a typo like on a on a the league registration or something but it's so horrible out there the way people are being made you know fun of because of the way they want to identify or the way that they look. And I don't think that's right. And we're going to stand for that here on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, a lot more here as we put the fun and functional sports radio, Fantasy Freestyle, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got Don Burns bringing the heat like an inconvenient truth as though his name was Al Gore. Donnie Burns, I got to tell you, I am getting messages right now about people saying that you are bringing the fire with that De La Soul. We're coming back with Talib Kweli. Yo, Donnie Burns, you're doing work. So hot that we sweat steam here on a summertime Thursday. Props to you, Donnie Burns. Bit stats over beats, baby. Maybe that's what we do on the Fantasy Sports Network. Oh, my goodness, yo. Big things. I want to get into real quick, Donnie B. Um, I mentioned flippantly at the end of this uh, story before that Millie Hernandez, an eight-year-old girl for Azuru Kachoris, which is an under-11 team, their whole team was banned. This is in Nebraska because opponents said that this girl, Millie Hernandez, looked like a boy. The parents had her birth certificate there as proof, and it didn't matter. They banned the entire team from this U11 tournament. Like I said then, you know, Abby Wambach, Mia Hamm, all kind of tweeted support for her. Abby Wambach saying she won a championship with short hair, you know, and, and like I said before, her, her father had some quotes talking about how, you know, she was really mad because the girl Millie was crying. And I just think it's so horrible. You know, it's so horrible what we see in terms of the, the bullying that goes on and people feeling pressure about how they identify. Um, everybody here has uh, a friend in your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Donnie Burns, though, I want to keep it moving here in the cypher on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. A couple stories I wanted to get into with you because uh, who's going to be here with me tomorrow? I know I got you Monday through Thursday. Am I going to have my man Chris Bavono or is it going to be JP the Night, the Night Owl? Owl it's going to be JP the Night Owl. So there's so many stories we're going to have to catch him up on. But I wanted to get at this before I lose you for the rest of the week. First of all, we got to talk about my homeboy, your homeboy, LeVar Ball. Um, LeVar Ball has signed a deal with uh, Leaf Trading Cards where he has uh, 
you know, he has like now LeVar Ball trading cards with phrases. He's got his own like catchphrases on these trading cards. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen these, Donnie B? Yeah, selling them like 60 a pop. He's selling them 60 a pop. It's like basically his own baseball card, right? But he's got slogans on them. One of them says like, magic is not allowed to my workouts. One says $495 ain't enough. One says if you can't afford the ZO2s, you're not a baller. Um, One also says... Stick to the donuts, Chuck. Obviously talking about Charles Barkley. Um, one says Lonzo's better than Steph Curry. I'm better than Michael Jordan. This guy's out of control. But the thing is, I think it's going to sell. Like, I, I I don't know. But I think people are going to pay for this. It's absolutely crazy. The other thing about Lonzo and the balls that I wanted to mention to you, get your take on real quick, Donnie Burns, is that uh, the Lakers are having a second workout. With Lonzo, there were rumors that his conditioning was not up to snuff in the first one. I ask you, the fact that they're the too. fact that they're inviting him back for a second workout. Do you think that's a good sign or a bad sign? You know, is it like, do you think that's a, a good thing or a bad thing? You know, for the Lakers' eventual chance of drafting him number two overall. As a coach, I would probably say it's more to kind of gauge. Like they said, he was out of shape. Which, I, like I said, I was surprised. Right. You know, his father. Kind of talks about how, yeah, he can run the court. He, he'd be a great point guard for the Warriors, running gun. Very shocked he was out of shape. And um, in essence, weren't they prepping his whole life yeah, exactly. for, in essence, that day that to work out gun, for the Lakers? Yeah, that running gun style. So I'm, I'm not really sure. They weren't specific on what, like, how out of shape he was. But um, De'Aaron Fox is giving this guy a real hard time. Yep. Really sounds hard time. like it. Sounds like De'Andre Fox Ball, is exactly what you want in a point guard, whereas Lonzo Ball is potentially a liability on multiple levels. Lonzo's most appealing stat from college was his, 18, uh, his eight assists per game. Right. If he didn't have that, man, De'Aaron Fox is just climbing this draft board. We I love it. See. I'm a big De'Aaron Fox guy. We so. shall see. The NBA draft will happen a week from tonight, Donnie Burns. Uh, so we're definitely going to be breaking that down a little bit next week. We'll see if we can uh, maybe get some guests to come on and uh, you know chop it up with us here in the Cypher on the Fantasy Freestyle as well. Another topic I wanted to get into uh with you, Don, as we put the fun in functional sports radio. Listen, I've been saying for months, when there's smoke, there's fire, right? And there has been a lot of smoke about some beef in the Seahawks locker room. Multiple things that we've been talking about. First of all, um, not Martellus, excuse me, Michael Bennett, you know, for some reason is continuing to ride with Colin Kaepernick, you know, continuing to say that uh, race played a role. And that's different. Like, if you want to be an advocate with that other kind of uh, topic and narrative that is going on. But I think, honestly, I think that part of the reason the Seahawks passed on Colin Kaepernick, yet Pete Carroll continued to say that he is a starter in this league. I think the Seahawks did not want to bring in Colin Kaepernick because he may have been a threat to Russell Wilson in that locker room and there could have been a mutiny or something like that in there. I think that's very interesting. You also hear recently that ESPN had an article that there was beef with the uh, with Richard Sherman and Russell Wilson in there. My man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has been on this. We would, I, I guest appeared with him on the Fantasy Football Frenzy and we talked about the Seahawks locker room as well. Very, very interesting. Donnie, you said you wanted to get in on this real quick? Yeah, just real quick with this whole Colin Kaepernick and the Seahawks thing, there's not one thing that you can tell me or try to convince me of that Austin Davis right. is a better quarterback or a better fit exactly. than Colin Kaepernick. I just hate 
this ostracizing. I'm telling of you, Colin and obviously, if you've been listening to Fantasy Freestyle, you know I've been saying this for a long time. The only thing could be if you know Kaepernick's financial demands were out of whack with which what would have been a you know backup quarterback but I agree that's what I'm saying here right now also Austin Davis was no threat they didn't want to put Russell Wilson in that situation also check this out though we have uh sound Michael Bennett he was also on the breakfast club with Charlemagne the God and they were talking they were getting into it about how Russell Wilson may be perceived in that locker room and also uh you know getting a little bit of shots out there about remember his relationship with Ciara and and how other teams may be trolling Russell Wilson and that relationship. Donnie Burns, we have that audio. It's a couple minutes. This is Michael Bennett on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God. And then we'll chop it up, talk a little bit more about what this means for the Seattle locker room and Russell Wilson as well. Let's get to that audio, Donnie. Does yeah. Russell Wilson get respect in the locker room? I asked that because that's what a lot of the press said. He doesn't get respect. I heard y'all respect. hate him. I heard some Seahawks I, hate Russell Wilson. Seahawks. That's I, don't, I don't hate Russell Wilson. He's invited me to his house. He had fried chicken. So I think Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson didn't have no fried chicken. He had no, fried no, chicken. No, like that. No. Him and Sierra, they had no, fried chicken. He looked like a grilled chicken type no, of guy. No, he had fried chicken. and um, I didn't like the sweet potatoes because they had some. It was too fancy. But other than that, it was good. Now, is there any truth to the rumor that some of the Seahawks can't stand Russell Wilson? Because what I always heard was. <laughs> The team was split in half. Half of the team rolled with Russell. The other half rolled with Marshawn Lynch. No, I think everybody rolled with everybody. I, I can't say. I think uh, media is supposed to find a story, and they want to find a way to divide a team. And I think you can't be divided when you go out there and play football because it's so dangerous. It's the opposite of basketball. When Steph Curry falls on the ground, he you know he gets up and he say he acts like he hurt. But in football, like when a guy gets really hurt, people have the wives and stuff are really involved in the in the sport. So I think guys have to be one unit when they're out there. So I think people want to hate Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson has you know he's transcended sports a little bit. I think mm-hmm. every there's like a couple guys in the NFL who transcend the sport: Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and maybe uh, Odell Beckham. Those are the guys that are on top of everything, the A-list celebrities. So I think guys are. I think people want to have that envy about him, but you can't really because he's a down-to-earth type of person. Is Future's music really banned from the Seahawks Aww, locker snap. room? Seahawks Stadium? It can't be banned in my locker because I listen to Future every single day when I'm Aww, in the locker snap. room. Just to get right, March what? Madness, and I'm just jamming. So, With nah, Russell around? I don't think Russell gets affected by it. I think he's one of those guys, he doesn't really get affected by that. I think He's married to us here. He's, right, he has a family. Child. And I think they've they surpassed that, you know, that, that small. Have small you ever stuff. asked Russell if he likes uh, any of the <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's most of what uh, Michael Bennett was getting into. They go a little bit deeper into it. Uh, you know, if you want to check that out, go ahead. But Donnie Burns, I'll say this, you know, two things. One, you know, what do you think? about um, this idea that Russell Wilson has been a divisive force in that locker room. Do you think there's anything really there, any there there? And also, what do you think about this idea that uh, other teams still be using Future to troll Russell Wilson? Well, first of all, I love Future as well. So, okay, okay. Uh, you know, in that sense. But here's the thing with Russell Wilson. He kind of He's kind of reminiscent of that, you know, that goody two-shoes guy who the media kind of sees the Seahawks. They see Marshawn Lynch from Oakland. You know, he's like, he's always, he doesn't want to talk to the media stuff. Keeping it's it 100, op- yeah, it just don't want to get fined. Op- total opposites. And that's just, you know, the media looking for something to make. And I okay. feel like there's no 
there would be. I mean, no Richard reason. Sherman. Richard Sherman also denied that there was any beef, but it seems like for a long time now, even going back all the way to the Golden Tate saga, it always seems like there's drama in the locker room around Russell well, Wilson. Hey, that's Pete Carroll's team, man. <laughs> USC right. Pete Carroll. You think you put it on Pete Carroll? No, we not, shall but you see. know what I mean. It's, it's no, I hear you. Show. I hear you. Show with his team. But so. listen, let me tell you something. Seattle Seahawks. Remember, they had some injuries last year. Sherman was banged up a little bit. Russell himself was banged up, and they are in a division where. I think um, two of the teams are straight blunt guts trash in the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. So I think the Seahawks will be primed to have a nice little record, make the playoffs, and host games up in the Pacific Northwest, making them a very difficult out. Starting on Monday, we're going to be getting into on Fantasy Freestyle our team-by-team previews. And also, if you just go on the RotoExperts.com right now, you can start to get your draft kit preview. I'm talking about the King Scott Angle, who we also Donnie, we should talk to you about because um, I know he's a Seahawks fan. Let's see what he thinks about the Seahawks locker room. We get Jake Seeley and everybody. Um, and if you, uh, like usual, if you enter the promo code free radio, you will get a discount for that rotoexperts.com exclusive draft package for fantasy football 2017. I'm going to be starting to give you my previews starting on Monday. Donnie Burns, the next time you're here, down with the fantasy freestyle. And I think we are even starting with the NFC West in our team by team previews. I'm going to give you, you know, the diamonds, the fugazis. We're going to balance them up against their season win total. And listen, I was hitting it when it was baseball previews. So hopefully, Start listening on Monday. Tune in for the team-by-team previews. Okay, we're also, Donnie, we're going to be starting a new uh, bracket tournament on Monday that we're going to announce. I've been, you know, making the brackets, making the seedings. So uh, we're going to talk about that starting on Monday as we put the fun in functional sports radio. Last thing I want to get into because it is fantasy football season. Donnie, I got a new uh, couple of ideas for people who are looking to spice up their fantasy uh, football leagues, okay? Because some people now, they've been doing it for years, and they want to, uh, you know, get some ideas on how to change it up a little bit. So let me bounce some of these ideas off you real quick, Donnie Burns, and see if this would uh, make your fantasy, uh, fantasy league a little bit better, okay? So, first of all, what about the idea of having a couple of weeks, maybe the week right before the bye and the week right after all the buys, having it be double header week where you're playing against not one but two different teams because you know sometimes you could have a great week and still lose or a bad week and still win it would be interesting if you were playing against two teams on a couple of weeks you know change right now a lot of people wind up with I think 13 games in their standings what if you had a couple of weeks where you were playing multiple teams and that record instead of going 0-1 or 1-0 you went like you know, one and one or two and zero, oh, playing multiple teams in one week. What do you think about that idea? I in definitely your fantasy like league? that. You know, there's always that trash talking between everyone. If you right. can get two people out of the way one week, hey, you're the king of that week, man. I do really. You know, that, that's actually a good one. So. All right, and I got another one because, yo, and I know this, uh, me and my boys have discussed this as well. Sometimes you got a whole bunch of people, right? What about the idea of using, like, soccer-style relegation and promotion, having, like, a whole fantasy league and then having, like, Serie A B, you know, a whole B league, and, like, the last place teams in your league get relegated to the B league and the champs of the B league can come up and play with the big boys if you have enough people. That's what do you a, think about that's that? That's especially good for those guys that see you stop trying. At the exactly. The they get relegated that's down. That's my pet peeve, man. I know, and they're not playing. They're not trying if they're non-playoff teams, you know. Get rid of players. Exactly, and and, and it, it affects competitive Beauty. imbalance, You're okay? Gone. And then maybe, you know, they get relegated, and there's some kind of punishment, you know. 
paying to get back into the big boy league or something like that. Um, I think this is a good idea. We're going to keep on talking about potential changes as we get into fantasy football. I want to get your uh, opinion on all that. All right, Donnie Burns. When we come back, though, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode. Go and check the scores around Major League Baseball. Check in on that poll as well. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, here on Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Oh, oh! Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, we got a couple of scores around Major League Baseball I want to let you know about. Brewers and Cards are tied at two in the bottom of the second. Keon Broxton with his ninth home run of the season in that one. Rays and Tigers, they are tied at one. That game is in the top of the third. Nationals have the only run of the game against the Mets in City Field. That has come from a home run from Bryce Harper. Red Sox and Phillies, they are scoreless in the bottom of the third. That does not help my Red Sox stack tonight in DFS, but we shall see. I also want to keep tabs on this poll question that I had up for you. Uh, 57% of you say that the Jaguars are not a playoff team, even if they get average quarterback play. Crazily enough, 14% of you think that the Jaguars are a playoff contender right now, even with Blake Bortles, Bortles' service as their quarterback. I sort of think that if they get good quarterback play, uh, they could be a contender, which is all the more reason why I don't know why they don't go out and cut bait on Bortles. You know, they had opportunities for guys even like Ryan Fitzpatrick throughout the offseason. Jay Cutler, Tony Romo, keep that phone close by. Maybe the conspiracy theory could be over in Jacksonville if they go ahead and look for a guy like Colin Kaepernick. Can't do much worse than Blake Bortles. Also want to give a big shout-out to my man Gabe Morency here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I told you how crazy it was that Floyd is all the way down to 650. He responded to me on Twitter. Wait, it's gonna. He thinks it's gonna go all the way down to minus 300 by the time we hit August and this fight. Big shout out to Sports Rage out there right now. Hey Gabe, let me know if it ever gets down there. I am going to be hitting the ATM and laying it on Floyd Money Mayweather in what is an exhibition, not a fight. Coming up next, though, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, it's our Tout Wars boys. They're gonna be giving you everything you need here about fantasy baseball so you can win your leagues. Stay tuned to my boy, you know, Gabe Morency as well. Everybody else here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Tune in tomorrow, though. Be back here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'll have uh, JP the Night Owl. We're going to be catching him up as well and getting into all the topics. We'll talk a little bit more Floyd Connor, I'm sure. I'll give you also my starting pitchers for the entire weekend. For my man Donnie Burns, it's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. Thanks so much for joining Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow. Peace.